you wouldn't like people putting limits on your actions, being squashed down, being oppressed, being forced to do something that you didn't want to do. Most of us hate that as adults. That right there is reactance, but we've all felt it at some time in our life, being told to do something and wanting to resist that. So how does that relate to the classroom? Welcome to the School Behaviour Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Corrigan. My co-host is Emma Shackleton, and we're obsessed with helping teachers, school leaders, parents, and of course students when classroom behaviour gets in the way of success. We're going to share the tried and tested secrets to classroom management, behavioural special needs, whole school strategy, and more, all with the aim of helping your students reach their true potential. Plus, we'll be letting you eavesdrop on an our conversations with thought leaders from around the world, so you'll get to hear the latest evidence-based strategies before anyone else. This is the School Behaviour Secrets Podcast. Hi there, my name's Simon Corrigan, and welcome to School Behaviour Secrets. It's the second half of the Easter break where we work in England right now, so I'm bringing you a quickfire episode where I share one idea or strategy to think about and use with your class or condensed into an easy-to-listen-to 10-minute episode, perfect to listen to as you peel the foil off your next Easter egg. No judgment. So today I wanted to talk about a concept that most people haven't heard of, actually, but when you hear it explained, you kind of understand it instinctively and what the implications are for how we manage students in the classroom using this. If you're teaching older kids, this applies to you especially But there is something here for everyone, whatever age of the children you work with. Oh, and by the way, if you're the parent of an adolescent or teen, listen very carefully because this concept is super important to you too. So what am I talking about? What is this concept? It's called reactance. I'll say that again, reactance. Reactance is the feeling you get when you're told what to do, that you have no choice and someone is taking away your free will. Here's a quick example that you might be able to relate to as an adult. So let's say you're packing up your classroom and you're about to leave work for the day and the head marches in with a stack of papers and says, I need these pupil assessments completed now. And you say, but I was about to go home. And he says, that's not my problem. I'm your employer and I'm giving you these assessments to complete immediately. And I'm telling you You may not go home until they are done. Put down your coat. I'm going to stand here and I'm not going to move until this work is completed. Get on with it now. How would you feel if someone spoke to you like that, right? You'd hate it. It would get your heckles up. You would hate that this person is taking away, as an adult, your freedom to choose your actions. Now, How you'd act based on that is another matter. Some people might sit down and do the assessments because, you know, he's the boss and he could fire you or give you a bad reference. You might challenge him. You might tell him no and dramatically walk out of the classroom and go home to show him that you won't be bossed around. You might go passive aggressive. You might sit down and do the assessments, but deliberately do them badly and miss bits out. However you would behave as an adult, you'd probably be feeling the same emotion, the same thing. You wouldn't like people putting limits on your actions, being squashed down, being oppressed, being forced to do something 
that you didn't want to do. Most of us hate that as adults. That right there is reactance. And it's an extreme example, maybe, that I've chosen to make a point, but we've all felt it at some time in our life, being told to do something and wanting to resist that. So how does that relate to the classroom? Well, for most kids, younger kids anyway, reactance isn't a massive problem for them because from an evolutionary perspective, it's in their interests largely to do what adults tell them to do. Let's take an example. It's 50,000 years ago, we live in a really dangerous world and we've got two groups of kids. Group A got the gene that said, when you're young, just do what the adults tell you to do, they'll look after you. Group B got the gene that encodes for, nobody tells me what to do. And there's a forest near the village where we cave people live and we say to the kids, you can't go into the forest because it's dangerous. Group A, the placid kids, listen to the instruction, heed the words and don't go into the forest because the adults told them not to go. Group B, who feel reactance when they're told what they should do, think, well, I'll show them. I'm going into the forest. I can look after myself. No one can stop me, whatever the adults say. Well, the kids in group B go into the forest and they all get killed by poisonous snakes and don't live to pass on their reactance gene. Whereas the kids who listen to the adults, well, they survived and did go on to have children. Evolution in action. And so you can see how this gene would be passed on, that it would be useful until at least children reach an age where it becomes desirable for them as young adults to make their own decisions and question authority and the instruction and the wisdom of grown-ups. Otherwise, there'd be no progress in the world. But that is a separate issue. And before someone writes in to tell me there isn't actually a gene for reactance, I appreciate that I'm using that as an analogy. To go back to my original point, when children are younger, they're generally happy to follow adult instructions unless they're, you know, obviously bad, like you tell them to go and clean the toilets with their tongue or something, and hopefully nobody's doing that. But for some kids, even at quite a young age, reactance is a big thing. Just like if they were adults, perhaps their parents gave them too much independence at an early age, and they were expected to look after themselves before they had the capacity and skills to do that. Perhaps they have an underlying condition which results in rigid thinking about the way they feel the world has to be. Perhaps when they were younger, they grew up with no boundaries or inconsistent boundaries or are used to having a lot of control over their lives. Perhaps they experienced trauma early in their lives. So control is important to them because it helps them manage anxiety. Perhaps they're just reaching a point earlier in their lives than most children do where reactance starts to kick in, which means, let's take the example of they're off task with their work in class and we, the teacher, go across and tell them that they have to get on. They're going to get this kick of reactance, this sense of don't tell me what to do. And whereas most kids will kind of get on, I mean, they might roll their eyes when the teacher says that or sigh or make a show of doing it, but they will do what you've asked them to do in the end. When reactance comes into play, what you get is a showdown, a confrontation, and that's no good for anyone, the adult or the child. And if you're listening to this thinking, yeah, I work with one of these kids who hate being told what to do and turn every request into this power battle black hole, 
But what do I do about it? Well, here are a couple of options that might help you. The first thing we have to do is talk to them in private, not in public. Have a quiet like sidebar conversation away from the ears of the other children because when the child in question knows there's an audience, you are much more likely to see the effect of reactance. Audiences fuel reactants. So avoid discussing their behaviour in public, say during whole class time. Then, when you're having this private conversation to one side, give them choices so they feel like they're in control. Say something like, look, you did this work really well last week and I know you're a good kid. See what I'm doing here? I'm starting on a positive note. I'm not framing this as a confrontation. What would make this work better for you? Working in your book or completing it on paper? Working by the whiteboard where you've got a better view of what's on the board or at the back of the room where it's quieter? Because when we give people choices, we leave them feeling like they're in control, even though in this case, what I'm actually doing is funneling the student into one of two choices that's acceptable to me. It's a strategy called limited choice. Then I move away physically to take the pressure out of the situation because when someone tells you to do something and then stands over you to watch you do it, that sends reactants rocketing sky high. Because when the person making the request physically moves away and the child knows there isn't an audience watching what they're doing and they feel in control over what happens next, well, we've disarmed their reactants. And that is the power of limited choices and responding to children's reactants. If you found this episode useful or valuable, please open your podcast app right now and rate and review us because it signals to the algorithm that we're worth showing to other people who are looking for new podcasts. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. I'll be back next week with Emma with another episode. It'll be one of our standard podcast formats because the holidays will be over. Until then, have a great week, whether you are in school or not. And I look forward to seeing you next time on School Behaviour Secrets.